Hi, what's good? We are live from El Capitan State Beach near Santa Barbara, California. Maddie and Benny T coming to you live from the tent. We're set up. We got an oceanfront beach property that we've got a camping slip for. And this is uh, part two of our California road trip journey. Maddie, what's good? Everything's good. I'm looking at the ocean from my tent right now. So really excited about that. And it's a beautiful day out here. We're going to go hit the beach after this. So everything's good. Maddie really, really wants to get to the beach. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Didn't really want to lay this one down. Wasn't feeling it, I think. So No, I'm excited to do it. I just am also excited to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been in some warm areas in California over the last two weeks, but we really haven't had the chance to get in a beach and be leisurely around a beach. We've hiked to beaches, we've seen beaches, but we really haven't been on a beach to be on a beach. Yes, and today, I think yesterday and today, we've pretty much been taking it easy. We had a really busy few days. Last you heard from us, we were up in Redwoods and we were heading to the bay, which was probably the peak of Ben's trip. <laughs> so it was a very, very busy time and we took a couple of days to kind of take it easy after that. So um, it's been fun. So I guess we'll kind of get into that. What have we been up to, Ben? How was the bay? The bay was amazing. The bay was amazing as always. We had three or four days. So we last spoke on Tuesday the 9th and then Wednesday the November 10th, we got to the Bay Area and stayed in Belmont with Kim and Mike DiBenedetti. Mike was out of town. We would later see him and get to hang out with him. But your Aunt Kim and Uncle Mike were gracious enough to let us stay with them. And coincidentally enough, the very first place that I ever stayed when I moved out to California, I found this place on Craigslist, and it was a posting for a room to rent in Belmont. And the street that that house is on, 1818 Mezzi's Avenue, is just a few streets away from where your aunt and uncle live. So making that connection when I saw where we were actually headed was a totally holy shit moment. Yeah, definitely. That was so funny that I could have been over there and Aunt Kim's and Uncle Mike's and you could have been over there and we would have had no idea. No idea. <laughs> I'm glad we connected. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first night. And then Maddie and I stayed Thursday and Friday in a really, really cool motel slash hotel, the Signature Inn down in Santa Clara. And it looked like it was straight from central casting from a 1960s film. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would assume they took some trash motel and revamped it into this cool retro themed little inn. And it was really, really cool. The refrigerator yeah. was like super old school. All the appliances yeah. and the colors on the doors were all multicolor. Yeah, it was a really cool little spot. And it was definitely nice to sleep in a bed for a couple days. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the first night we did get to sleep in a bed as well at my aunt's house. But we uh, stayed in one of her teenage son's rooms and he does not have a large bed. So that was actually a little rough because <laughs> <laughs> when we're asleep, we like our space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, in the Bay Area, the, the houses are so small, like there's not enough room for king-size beds. So yeah. everybody has to have a twin bed to live in. No, I'm just kidding. There's probably somebody out there that's yeah, like, Yeah, oh I'm, I'm sure they all have king-size beds. <laughs> uh, but The California king, that's why they call it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that, that was good. But then we stayed at the Signature Inn, and that was a really nice little spot in Santa Clara. 
really cool looking. And then what did we do while we were out there, Ben? So we packed a lot in. And what's funny is we still didn't even touch the East Bay. We didn't get up to Pier 39 in San Francisco. And we didn't get to go down to Santa Cruz either. Those are like the only three things that we didn't get to do. Everything else, we did. We did. We went up to Santa Rosa on Thursday and went to the Charles Schultz Museum. And that was, I mean, one of my favorite things that we've done on this trip. Just what was really, really cool about it, my favorite part about it, was the replica studio that they built upstairs. So when you went through the first floor, it was a lot of reading and understanding the origin of the peanuts and how it transformed over the years and a lot of really cool stuff on the bottom floor and then you went up to the top and they had a big giant replica studio of his drafting studio that he sat and created in which really really was cool to see somebody else's space their studio space and get an appreciation for that, as well as read about the things that they had on the wall about his creative process. That was just a really cool moment for me. Yeah, I really enjoy the Charles Schultz Museum. Uh, I'm a, more of a casual Peanuts fan. I enjoy it, but not a super fan like Ben over here. But <laughs> I still really enjoyed going. Very interesting guy. And just the way the way they have it all set up was really unique and uh I even told Ben, this place is kind of making me emotional because this is just a simple thing. Uh, everyone knows Snoopy and Peanuts and they're all icons. And so this simple thing that this guy who kind of lived first famous as he was and as much money as he made, he really lived a simple life. And he just goes and makes this simple cartoon every day for people to read and enjoy. And we all recognize it and laugh about it. And I think that's really special. Yeah, they, the Peanuts have endured the test of time because they give you a... It was mentioned in one of the videos that we were watching. It was like, for the kids, the kids watch it and think that it's a show for them, but the grown-ups that watch the Peanuts and listen to the themes that they're discussing and the way that they go about tackling topics is very adult. So both people can watch it and... Who doesn't love a story about a dog and an owner? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, that was a great, great stop. I'm glad that we did that. Me too. That was on Thursday during the day. And then on Thursday night, we met up with a couple of buddies of mine, the Dons. It was me, Jimmy P, Ronnie Manoli, Maddie, Jimmy's girl Shelly. We was all up at Original Joe's in the city. I was the only person who was not Italian at the table. <laughs> Possibly in the whole restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. We had a corner booth up at Original Joe's in the city, and it was the five of us. Ronnie's girlfriend, Lizzie, unfortunately could not make it to the dinner. Her mother struggles with MS and took a fall. God bless her soul. So she was attending to that. And obviously, understandably so, she was not at the dinner. But um, Liz is an awesome, awesome girl. We went to Coachella a couple years ago. And uh, Coachella 2022, if the lineup slaps, may be back there again. But we will meet again, my friend. But it was Jimmy and Ronnie and who those guys are. Why are they important? Well, Jimmy was the guy that trained me when I started with Southern Wine and Spirits, and he showed me the ropes. He took me under his wing, 
He was an older guy. He's an older guy from Philly that moved out to the Bay probably like a year before I did. And then had that moment in his life where he was like, is this really what I want to be doing? I'm back home in my high school town. I want to get out there. So he moved out to California without a job, found one. And over the last five or six years, man, from when we started, we were working in the chains. And then he ended up going more on-premise and he was in the city. Now he's a basically a portfolio manager and He's killing it. He's killing it. So it's been cool to see that entrepreneurial seed grow into something that he's been able to sustain for almost five or six years. Um, I think when you transplant to a big city, that's what everybody's trying to do. I'm just trying to stay on, get my fucking buffet on. You feel me? And watching an older guy do that and show me the ropes and not just sales, but Jimmy taught me the game within the game because sales and relationship building and showing face is one thing, but you got to be street smart about some of the ways that you go about people and getting things that you need done, done, if that makes sense. So he kind of showed me a lot of that stuff. And then Ronnie was another rep just like us. And Ronnie was, uh, he's a year older than me. He had gone to play football at UC Davis near Sacramento. And then his parents own a bar and Ronnie just became one of the partners and took over a 33% stake in Gino and Carlos, like a really famous Italian spot in North Beach up in the city. And Ronnie was living up in the city when I met him. And uh, he's just a friend. He's a really great friend. Both those guys are really great friends. But Ronnie was just somebody that was my age that I really connected with. And he took me home, took me to meet his parents, which when you move straight out of college and get to a big-ass city like the Bay Area, three big-ass cities in one, right? You're trying to tackle them all and figure it out. And so to have a friend who was my age that I met that was willing to bring me home and feed me with his family, that was a really cool thing for me. I felt like a foreign exchange student or some kind of a student working a program, but it was just like real-life shit. And those guys really meant a lot to me. So I got to go to dinner with them, and Maddie got to meet two people that I associate so much with the Bay Area and my time spent there, so shared some good news with them. Shout out to both those guys in a major way. Love those guys a lot. Yeah, they made sure we were well taken care of. I really appreciated them. It was great. We got to meet them. They were hysterical. Great time. You had a good time hanging out with the three of us. Oh, yeah. I love hanging around a bunch of Italians. It's always a... (laughs) Good, loud, rowdy time. <laughs> yeah, and then the food. Whew. The food was phenomenal. What'd you get? I got the chicken parm. Yeah. And then what did we have for... We had some like artichoke dip on some fresh bread. They brought out calamari. Yeah. Compliments of the company. They just yeah. started laying stuff down on the I table. Know. It was It was great. I felt so important over there in our corner booth. <laughs> we had a godfather booth. <laughs> I mean, it was a corner booth. We were looking out across the whole house. Jimmy has relationships with the guys that are in there. So, you know, we bring a couple of bottles of wine in. They're dropping off appetizers at the table. I'm getting some Moscow mules and then going to some red wine. And so it was a, it was a long and boozy dinner amongst close friends. As it should have been. <laughs> it's a homecoming. And so because that went so well, 
that really made my time in the Bay Area. It really did. Getting to see those guys and just reconnect to a place that I really, really feel was like the old Charles Dickens thing at some point. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times, but I truly feel a deep connection to the Bay Area and to those guys. So to be back after three years and like COVID canceled, I thought for sure by the time my birthday was rolling around in 2020 that I could book a flight because I wanted to come out and celebrate my birthday in the Bay and get to hang out with all these different people. But because of COVID, I had to push those plans and didn't end up getting out there until just now. So three years later, I'm getting back out there. And before the dinner, my boy Bren called me. Bren was like my other best friend when I was living out there. Another guy who was a point guard. He's in the record books over at San Francisco State. Look him up. My boy's got the dimes for days. Bren Haley, shout out, dude. He is uh, another dude who was my age that was working as actually my biggest competitor. He was like the Jack Daniels rep. And one of my main suppliers was Jim Beam. So we would technically go head to head, but game recognized game, dude. That's my boy for life. And uh, he's got a couple kids now and he's doing his thing. So we didn't end up getting to link with him. But it was really cool that in the same day that I saw Ronnie and Jimmy, not even a couple hours before we head up to the city for that dinner, Brent and I got to connect on the phone for like 20 minutes, which is really, really cool. So I got to see a handful of other people when we went there. As you can kind of tell, everywhere that we've been up until this point have been somewhere that we're sharing the experience with, mostly for the first time. The Bay was, as Maddie put it, kind of my days. She let me decide what we were going to do. She gave me those days on the itinerary as, all right, you want them, you got them. Yeah. And I think I did a pretty good job filling it with uh, stuff to do, right? Yeah. we. I think we did a good mix of seeing all the touristy stuff in the city, but then also kind of doing some, some other more low-key stuff. So I think we did a great job with that. Yeah, because two hours before the dinner, right around the time that Brent and I were kind of on the phone, we were in the midst of doing a lot of the things that we didn't get to do. Because we actually got into the Bay Area on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and then... Thursday was the day that we spent a lot of time up in the city. So we went back to the Golden Gate Bridge, did pictures there, hiked around it. Unfortunately, we couldn't walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. They had the bridge shut down, so only people from afar could take pictures and stuff. Yeah, like people could drive across it and people could bike across it, but for some reason they had it shut down to pedestrians. Yeah. Um, So we'll have to do some investigating on what happened there. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer, but we still got to see it. Got some really sick views of it. Um, What else did we go check out? Lombard Street. Mm -hmm. We also did... Alamo Square. We went and saw the Painted Ladies. And then I think we went to Coit Tower. Yep. And went and saw that. And uh, We did Fisherman's Wharf. We did. And I was going to say at Coit Tower... We saw a coyote in the middle of the city, which was really interesting. <laughs> also, Ben hates coyotes for some reason. Listen, are we going to do this right now? <laughs> I mean, okay. So we he saw one for the first time during this trip, and he was very disappointed at how small they actually are. So he thinks, go ahead, you know, I'll let you explain it. Coyotes are a lie. <laughs> they are a fucking lie, bro. These things walk around and portray themselves in the media as these big bad wolves. I'm and sorry. really, I'm they so- are some bitch ass motherfuckers. I'm sorry. Did you just say they portray themselves in the media? Oh, yeah. Are oh, they yeah. are they calling up 
the park service being like, hey, can you put a press release out about how fierce and scary we are? Like They've got their people. They've got their people. <laughs> I just think it's not the coyotes who are hyping themselves up. It's the... It's the people. <laughs> Which, so obviously I'm mostly kidding, right? But there are, uh, I, I always just thought that coyotes were bigger and badder. And everybody talks thought, about coyotes. I think he coyotes. coyotes were wolves. Well, people talk about coyotes like they're wolves. And especially if you're a city person, you've never seen a coyote, you're going to think this thing's like the fucking thing from The Grey with Liam Neeson. I look out there, I'm looking at Scrappy fucking Dude with the mangier fur. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to punt this thing. Yeah. Peter, don't cancel me. But this thing is a... Come at me, bro. Come at me. So he doesn't fear coyotes. So that's great. Um, but yeah, so we saw one up at Coit Tower, like in the middle of the city. There were like warning signs for it. And then I'm like, oh shit, there he is. <laughs> He's running around. Uh, so that was really cool. And then we went to the wharf and then went to dinner with the boys. Yeah. That was awesome. So we packed a lot in on Thursday. Thursday was a long day. And actually the night that we got into the bay, Wednesday night, just to rewind for a second, we got in, went to dinner with your Aunt Kim, and we stayed up later that night than we had probably all trip. We've been on the road for about, I don't know, 13, maybe 12, 11 days at that point. We get to the bay. We stay up pretty late catching up with her having a nice sushi dinner, shout out again. And then we start this pattern where we're getting up later or or, or we're getting up at the same time, but we're staying up much later. So then Thursday rolls around, we stay up in the city and drive down from the city to San Jose that night. So we end up staying up a little bit late again. Yep. Get up kind of early on Friday because we're still trying to pack in a lot of stuff on Friday. Friday was the first day that we actually went like south and explored south. We were staying in Santa Clara, but we actually didn't go down and do anything in the South Bay or further because we had spent so much time doing stuff in the North Bay. Yeah, we had done the North Bay in the the city. And then on Friday, that's when we finally did all the South Bay stuff. So on Friday, we went down to Monterey checked that out went to pebble beach and did the drive down there a 17 mile drive yeah and then uh we also stopped in san jose on our way out and ben loved san jose got to show me his old place there which was really beautiful really nice little spot and got to walk around there and explore san jose a little bit as well i couldn't wait to do that I was killing me that I wanted to. So there's like a plan and then there's me when I get excited and it's like, fuck the plan. So we have this nice itinerary. But as soon as we got down there, I wanted to be like, wait, can we actually go do this right now? Because I want to go see it right now. Yeah, we were supposed to be in Monterey and stuff first thing in the morning. But then Ben was like, well, let's go to San Jose and get breakfast and see all this stuff. So it was we ended up doing that in the morning first and then uh, going down to Monterey and stuff in the afternoon, which was nice. Shout out to Ryland Park, man. I miss my spot in San Jose. That was such a cool spot right there by the playground. Just spent a lot, a lot of time there and really came on, really came on as a person, as a human being, spiritually. I found myself in that tiny little, it wasn't even tiny. Like it was a nice size condo. Yeah, tiny what? Those places were nice. <laughs> Those places were nice. Yeah. And we paid a pretty penny for it, you know, but it was, uh, it was a hell of a time, man. That's that's where I became a man. Like that. That's my MBA in the real world is right there in that condo. Yeah. So that was really cool getting to see that. And then that evening, we went back up to my Aunt Kim's. 
Uh, so the first night we had been there, uh, my uncle Mike, who is the De Benedetti, he's the actual Italian one, so not blood related to me. He wasn't there the first night we were there, so he was back in town. So we're like, let's go up there and hang out for the evening. And uh, they treated us to some snacks and some drinks, and we all just sat out in their backyard and had a good old time. They play great music. They're great people. We talked in depth on a lot of different topics, and it wasn't just... It was a conversation that had weight to it, which are the only type of conversations that I want to have are deep conversations. So oh, yeah. it was a really, really great time up there chatting with them and just getting to hang out with uh, just older versions of ourselves in so many ways. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to see that side of my family in years just because of COVID and everything. And I was in college, so not really getting a ton of time to go out to the West Coast to see them. So it was my first time getting to see my Aunt Kim in forever. And I just love them. I love that side of the family. I love my other side of the family too, but getting to see them is always such a special treat. So I'm really glad we got to do that. The boys were cool, Anthony and Marco. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw my little cousins, I still picture them as like small children. And Anthony's about to graduate high school. He's getting (laughs) college mail while we're there. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was really exciting and just seeing them grow up. I'm like, I said this to them. I felt bad about it. But I'm like, why? Because like real humans now. (laughs) Thoughts, feelings and emotions. (laughs) First night when we came back, we were staying at their house and we had gone and Aunt Kim got a bottle of sake for the table. So we drink that and we have some drinks back home and we're playing cards. And I get to the point where I could really use a little pot or something, a little vape, you know, the pod father. He's feeling it so i'm like maddie i guarantee your high school age male cousins have a vape they probably vape and maddie was like no don't ask don't ask and he did and they don't by the way yeah did i ask you did not in front of his mom no but you definitely did ask him and he said no he said no yeah unfortunately because you have to be 21 now i feel like it's too hard that is a bullshit rule you can buy dip and cigarettes because old tobacco and old money rules those. But the new stuff, Jewel Labs, oh, we got to break that up. We can't let young people have money. Yeah, have money. Yeah, have money. <laughs> the people who founded Jewel Labs, Uh-oh. then they, they broke it up. It was a monopoly. That's bullshit. Yeah, so uh, they did not have vapes. Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, moving on. <laughs> ben is the king of, can I hit that? <laughs> I really am. That's his favorite phrase in a social setting. Yeah. I mean, depends on how I'm using it because I could be the king of many ways of that. Can I hit that? Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) That one didn't go how you thought it was going to go, did it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we stayed up there the second night and did dinner and uh, had pizza, hung out. At some point around close to midnight, we called it a night, headed back down. And I think I was a little bit sad on the way back down because we were about to leave. But it's just a bittersweet thing. Um, My number one takeaway from coming back, actually, two big key takeaways. One, I loved living there. I wouldn't want to live there moving forward. Only because I'm entering a phase where I'm really trying to build wealth. I'm trying to create distance between myself and others. And I can't do that in a place where the cost of living is so high that you can't save any money. You really can't build any wealth. You can't have ownership in anything because it's so outrageously overpriced. So starting out, that's almost a wash. 
And if I'm thinking about how I want to spend my 30s, I'm looking at the houses and the prices for them and the amount of space that you get. Not having a garage or a yard or these places that have 10 roommates in a place just so everybody can afford it and the rooms are actually one room but it's split by a bed sheet. Like all that kind of living to me, it was fun right out of college. But if I went back there and I'm trying to save money and stuff... It's just not going to happen. You're never going to get ahead there. Yeah, the Bay Area is really cool. I have a lot of love for the area. Not a place I would want to end up myself. I think it's a little too... I I mean, here I am making Ben hang out in the middle of nowhere all the time. (laughs) Because I like space. I like big, wide open spaces. I like being able to see the sky. Yeah, so I don't think the Bay is the place that I would want to end up personally. Same thing. I want to get a lot of bang for my buck. I got to have a lot of room for my cats and dogs when I get older. So don't think the Bay Area is the place for me. No. But really great area. Love it. Love it. So that was my first takeaway. My second takeaway, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, but I really was having a tough time on one of the mornings, on Thursday morning, I was having a crisis of character moment because I took Maddie to a place that I loved to go for brunch and breakfast. It's called Bucks off of Woodside Road, and it sits way back. They've got a lot of cool memorabilia and old-timey shit all over. It's like a man cave slash garage dream house with the amount of random shit that's up on the walls, but it creates a really cool atmosphere. It's way tucked off, so you can kind of duck down and grab a corner booth and do your thing down there and then get back to the hustle and bustle of the bay and Maddie and I went there now the last time I was there was at least three years ago but really I'm remembering this place as somewhere that I was going five years ago right and you always want things to be the same when things change it's hard and especially when it's memories that you have and you're nostalgic so we go down there and the menus changed and there was a couple other things that had, that were different and I'm really struggling because I'm like, wait, what do you mean I can't? You don't have rye toast and I can't order this stuff the way I want to order it. You're like, and I wasn't rude or anything. It wasn't bad, but it was just like I was really having a moment of crisis because this thing that I had built up in my head and I wanted to align with the memories that I had of it weren't lining up and it just wasn't right and it was somebody else's experience I'm like this is not mine like what's that it was like a Twilight Zone episode and um what did we talk about right after that it was like hey how we go from here is really going to set the tone for the rest of the time and after that we had a great time but take me back to how you helped me in that moment what did you say Uh, well I just told him like you're here you haven't been here in three to five years Well, most places in the Bay, three years, but some other places that you were going earlier while you were out there, it's been longer. Yeah. They're going to be different. Everything's different. The world has changed so much since you've been back to the Bay. A lot of things are going to be different. So if you go into it and you're going to be upset about how things are changed, odds are you're going to be upset the rest of this time here in the Bay. Yeah. Like looking back on things and having nostalgia for things is great. That's not a bad thing at all. You should. But how I kind of explained it to Ben is whenever you look at the past, 
yeah, the past was probably great, but it's also you're not there anymore for a reason. We kind of tend to look at the past with rose colored glasses on mm-hmm. and oh gosh, it was so great. That was the best time in my life. And then we also tend to always think about the future and like, oh my gosh, well, once I get this, this and this, once my life is this way, it's going to be great. So how I kind of talked to Ben was like, you can live in the past or you can try and live in the future as much as you want but that's just going to stop you from being present and enjoying what's happening right now. And like what we've been doing right now is so cool and so fun. And yeah, things are going to be different than when you were last here, but you got to make yourself be present, not worry too much, not worry about the past, but not remember that the past is the past for a reason. And you can't repeat it. You can't, you're never going to get, if you are constantly chasing feelings of the past, you're going to be upset. And so it's important to just live your life in the present, be there with what we're doing and enjoy what we're doing then and how things are now. Still appreciate the past for what it is, but don't constantly chase that feeling that you once had because you're not the same person you were in 2016 either. And when you chase it, you'll never get it. You'll yeah. never get it because you can't go back. You can you can go back, but you can't go back in time. And it's just one of those things that... Uh, you can't repeat the past, man. You can't. And that's why it's so important to live in the present and cherish each moment. Because one day, I'm going to look back and think about sitting there in that booth and having to get over that and having that mental yeah. mental discussion to like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Like, let's, let's fucking move on, okay? Like, let's yeah. not let this derail the, like, the here, morning. Like, here we are, like, first whole day in the Bay. <laughs> and Ben's, like, having this mental crisis. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I just want it to be the same. You know, yeah. I, I want it to feel as good as it did then. And and that's when I had to let things get way too deep over you not being able to build your own omelet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you see why we're such a good match? I mean. um, and that's that. So things got a little bit deep. It seems like such a silly thing. But I kind of knew going into this that nostalgia is hard to deal with sometimes. So I kind of knew going into this that being in the Bay could bring up some emotions, and that's good. Other than that, though, we did very well, right? Great time. Yeah. I mean, we did great. (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't do great? (laughs) (laughs) You had a moment. (laughs) Yeah, we did great from that point on. And then Saturday was technically our last day there. We didn't do any Bay stuff. We got up on Saturday morning and then hit the road to go down to slow where we ultimately stayed. But before that we hit Pinnacles National Park on the way down, which was really fucking which cool. Which was gnarly, dude. Yeah. We were cave explorers. We were crawling. <laughs> we were crawling through spaces in order to access the trail. It was crazy. It was so cool. I've never been on a hiking trail like that. And like honestly, Pinnacles National Park, you don't hear a ton of people talking about it. It's one of the newer ones. Yeah, so I did not know what to expect at all. I honestly didn't do that much research because we didn't have a ton of time there. So I was like, I don't need to do that much research. I just need to pick a hiking trail because that's my big thing. I'm like, you can't say you've really been to a park unless you hike in it. So that was my big thing. Yep. Let me just pick a hiking trail. So I picked this trail, didn't really do too much research on it. We walk up and we're crawling through a whole cave. <laughs> it was so fun. Mammoth cave with ladders, but <laughs> yeah. way fucking cooler. It will way smaller too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. don't disrespect Mammoth Cave, okay? Oh, oh, <laughs> the largest step on Mammoth Cave's toes. Over the here. largest cave system in North America. Don't talk smack, okay? <laughs> Mammoth Cave is where? Kentucky. Shout out. 
Yes, exactly. So stop disrespecting it. Oh. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pinnacles National Park, really, really cool. It took us out to this little lake, gulch, as they called it. Yeah, um, that was Bear Gulch, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was really, really cool. Hung out there for a little bit, went back through our caves, got back to our car, and then drove down to Slow. Well, we hit Big Sur before Slow. Oh, yeah. Big Duh. Sur was amazing. Yeah, we hit Big Sur, Bixby Bridge, all that. Beautiful drive, just driving down the one. Honestly, took our time with it because it's not a not a bad drive to look at. Not at all. And uh, we were going to stop at a place called Nepenthe, which is in the more main Big Sur part. But they don't take reservations. It's first come, first serve basis. And uh, we didn't want to stick around and wait. We... So we've been doing a really great job during the weeks. We'll hit these national parks on a weekday and none of the stuff that we're doing is really packed, but it just so happened that we were coming through Big Sur and Nepenthe on a Saturday afternoon and it was like one o'clock when we pulled up. Yeah, it was so, as soon as we got there, it was just like, you couldn't even find parking. I'm like, this is going to be way too much. And we were both starving at this point. So we're like, <laughs> we're not waiting 45 minutes just to sit down. No. So we end up going further south, and we found an even better place, in my opinion. It, it, so Nepenthe is cool because they've got a outdoors balcony that really has a nice overview look of the ocean. But the place that we went, it was a Mexican joint, and it was a very small outdoor patio with room for five or six tables max. And we were much more level with the ocean with it sitting maybe 200 yards away from us yeah so we still had ocean views there was a lot less people so it was a lot more low-key we got to just hang out have some quiet time it was really nice not being on top of a bunch of other people because we walked up into Nepenthe just to see what the wait time was like it was just so many people so and when you're sitting out on a deck like that amongst the people that are there the atmosphere is so intimate that it's not a loud restaurant where there is a hustle and bustle. You can hear all five tables at once, and it's a murmur. And you can hear people's conversations, and you end up speaking to the people that are next to you. Just You can't not help yourself. You're staring at half these people in the face. Yeah, so we ended up making some buddies during our lunch. Would you expect anything different? No. No. (laughs) That was really cool. It was a nice little Mexican joint, and that was like a late lunch. We drove a little bit further down or actually you know what it was before that that we got to see the elephant seals oh yeah which was so fun it was like <laughs> just this random thing it wasn't on our agenda but we were just driving down the one and we, i see something that says like elephant seal vista i'm like is that like the name of the vista or are there elephant seals there because if there's elephant seals there we're 100 percent going <laughs> so we, we pulled off and sure enough it is just a beach full of elephant seals just <laughs> what What amazing creatures. Just the laziest pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And just, you see them, they're laying on the beach. They, like, don't want to be hot, so they kind of dig themselves into the wet sand. And they use their fins to just flop some cold sand on top of them every once in a while so they can cool off. You just see this huge beach canvas with these beached elephant seals that can weigh up to 5,000 pounds the males and up to 1,200 pounds the females. And you've got these massive things all just flipping sand up in the air. Yeah, I mean, it was so (laughs) funny. And then there's 
some that you could tell are just little assholes. Um, <laughs> there was this one that Ben posted a video of. So, you know, make sure you're following him on Instagram. At BennyTomp18. Yeah. So, um, this one, he is just causing trouble. Like, he will see his buddy sleeping and he just keeps flopping on top of them to get them out of the hole that they dug for themselves so that he can have it. Because he doesn't want to dig his own. So he just kept like bothering the other ones until they ran away and moved fr- away from him so he could have their hole. They do this ritualistic dominance show of ego thing within their little community. So they would get up and they they move like little eels or snakes or There's, something. Yeah. And they hump the ground to move. They're doing like the worm across the sandy beaches. Yeah. And then they would come up almost like a king cobra and make some really low guttural noise. And um, they're doing it, it right in front like of their faces. It sounded like a burp and a fart out of their mouths at the same time. I'm like, oh. With that mouth too. And they have these big honking noses on them. Just like hilarious creatures. I had a great, I could have stayed there for hours. It was fun watching them. It was like the animal planet in real time. And then we got down to slow. Yeah. And that's where we stayed last night. Got down to slow. We went to a dispensary. And I just, you know, Googled dispensaries in slow and found the cutest one. It was called Megan's Organic Market. Shout out. Shout out. I mean, no free ads, but I guess so. We can plug places that we fuck <laughs> with. It's female owned. And the way it's set up is just so nice. It's beautiful. It's aesthetically pleasing. It is just like the most welcoming dispensary I've ever been into. I've lived all year in a state where it's legal. But still, the dispensaries just are usually scary places. It makes me nervous anyways. It makes me feel like I am breaking a rule. This place had cute little neon signs. Things were pink. It was cute decorations. I'm like, this is great. So just a very welcoming space. Uh, great prices. And um, not everything was like behind glass. So you could actually browse and like look at things. You could pick it up. Yeah. it was nice. It was great. So definitely that was a really cool spot. And then we... We love our edibles. We do. We love our edibles. I love a gummy. I hate smoking, but I love a gummy. And then we went back, just hung out at our hotel. We were just like happy to like not have anything to do for a while. Got to watch some college football. Yeah. And then we went to get some dinner. That's when we realized there's no drive throughs in slow. Very weird. It's like illegal to have a drive through. So we're like trying to go get some food and we pull up to these places. I'm like, since when does Taco Bell not have a drive through? Like what? So that was weird. We read that the reason that they banned drive through restaurants in San Luis Obispo, which we've been calling Slow, okay, for anybody that's not from the area, I had no fucking clue what Slow was before I moved out here. And people were like, Slow, 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 Slow. I'm like, what the hell is Slow? San Luis Obispo, okay? And in the 1980s, apparently, they banned drive through restaurants because they wanted to temper car culture in this small college town. Cal Poly State Tech, or however the hell this school is called, is really close. But then the silver lining and benefit came from the effects that it had on the town not having drive through restaurants. So they ended up saying, you know what, this was actually really great for everybody that lives here, so we're just not going to do drive through And it's had a positive enough impact on their culture and their community to not bring them back. 
So, so everybody has to go in and order. That kind of sucks, but... Yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, honestly, with all the mobile ordering and stuff now, it wasn't that hard. We just tossed in a mobile order really quick and ran in and picked it up because <laughs> I was already in my PJs, um, so I wasn't going in, so I sent Ben into the battlefield to get us our food. Um, <laughs> Pull me in, coach. But yeah, it was just so weird because we got there and we were like... Where's the drive through line? <laughs> Why does this brick wall not have a window? <laughs> yeah. And we sat there for 10. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so that was that was just a funny little tidbit about uh, slow. And here we are now. We woke up pretty late this morning for the first time in a while. We went to REI to go pick up some more camp meals just for our last few days of the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went and got in and out for lunch before heading down here to our campsite right outside of Santa Barbara at El Capitan State Beach. Mm-hmm. We're going to head down to the beach here soon. Yeah. I hope. Yes, we are. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to build a little fire and enjoy our evening out here. We still have seven days on the road until we get back home and the trip in totality is done really two more days of doing stuff like this before we start to head back to the grand canyon grab your stuff and then the last four days are going to be spent in the car just breaking that drive up getting everything back home but we ended up you know look we would have liked to do more episodes but honestly as much stuff as we've packed into this itinerary definitely go and look at this thing either on my profile grid on instagram at real talk or i have the highlights that i've been posting all the daily content on my personal instagram so in the highlights section all three parts of road trip 21 this thing, I've maxed the story out twice already. So now I'm on my third overflow oh my God. of daily content, pictures, videos, all the animals that we've seen, all the campsites, all the hikes. I haven't done meals yet. I'm going to do meals at the end. But I have a ton of food content that's going to go up. All that can be found at BennyTomp18. But we just have been doing so much. It's been difficult. By the time we get done with everything, we're tired. We haven't had a lot of power sources. We've been camping at most of the places. So coverage, reliable coverage, like Wi-Fi and access to that, and the laptop charge that I've had just hasn't lent itself to doing many episodes like I thought that we were going to do before this. But it's okay. We decided to do a long one on the first one, about 30, 45 minutes. We went about 50, 55 minutes on this one. And then we're going to do a part three recap, which will be the next week of activities and stuff that we're doing. And so we'll break it up into a three-part act and then probably just mass drop them like in one day. like So one, two, and three. And if you want to binge them, you can. Absolutely. So I think that's all we got for now. I think that covers our days in the bay. So we're going to go hit the beach now. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've been staring at the ocean this whole time and I would like to get in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll be back. uh, Touch base with you guys and uh, listen to part three. Peace. Peace.